This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network. All right, everybody, welcome back. Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers Network, Monzo, Malusis. Uh, we're closing in on the Breeders' Cup. We've talked about that. A lot of prep races last week. Had a lot of fun going over those, Moose. And as we're going through the races this week, you and I were talking yesterday or two days ago on the phone, and we were picking what races we're going to go through. Again, another weekend comes and goes where there's some good race up in New York, but uh, unfortunately, the, the weather is just not going to allow us to handicap these races because there's a good chance they're off the turf and it's sloppy and it's tough uh, a day or two ahead of time to make those predictions. But, man, you guys have had brutal weather yeah weekends beautiful we're recording this on friday beautiful today uh but the rain's supposed to come in later on tonight and then it's supposed to rain throughout the course of the day on saturday into you know early sunday morning before it potentially clears out for a couple hours so i mean it's just terrible i mean it really has been the weather's been awful hopefully we don't have a brutal winter but uh it's been uh one rain event after another here in the northeast so the Sands Point and other good stakes races are running up in New York, and I'll certainly put out picks on social media for those races, so make sure you follow along for those. But for this podcast and, and for the record and for the, for the audio on, on betting the ponies, we will uh, go through Keeneland, which is a, a really awesome fall meet. We talked about that last week. For the fall meet, the spring meet, both of us like the fall meet better. Um, both are dynamic meets, though, and look forward to going through each and every race throughout the racing schedule. We're going to look at – uh, a couple of really nice allowance and optional claiming races, along with a nice stakes race later in the card. Races 7 through 10, 7, 8, 9, and 10, uh, up and down the Keeneland card on Saturday, Moose. And uh, before we get into that, <clears throat> solid Rangers win last night. How about that? Yeah, they played well. A lot of blocked shots. A lot of blocked shots. But they you know, played well. Reminded me of what Tortorella's team was like, but if they actually had some skill. Correct. I just wonder if they're physically going to be able to hold up throughout the course of the year. Because those Tortorella teams, by the time they got to the postseason, were basically, I mean, half the team was walking around on crutches. So, I mean, i thats that would be the concern. I don't know if you can necessarily go through an entire year blocking the amount of shots that they're blocking. Um, you know what? When the knock on the Rangers is that they don't have any speed. Well, it looks like they compensated by struggling, you know, focusing on defense, clogging up the neutral zone. So we'll see if that holds up. It was just uh, yeah. it's fun to talk. About. Played well, which I wanted to see. I thought he played he played very very well last night. And um, you know, Fox did his thing. Kreider scored a goal. There's there's a lot to like. You saw now uh, Panarin, you know, uh, with his head shaved and got rid of all the hair. Uh, you know, Panarin scored last night as well. Um, there's still a lack of speed, but yes, they're playing uh, a little bit more. They're not giving the teams. Um, the ability to fly through that neutral zone by clogging it up for sure. Yeah, the one thing I thought was they actually looked hard to play against, which was never yes. the Rangers. No. We will 
continue to touch on the Rangers each and every week because we love doing that. But race seven to Keeneland, that's going to start off our picks for this week on betting the ponies. And uh, $120,000 allowance race moves mile and a half on that awesome Keeneland grass and heavy favorite on the inside, 911 turbo, six to five on the morning line. Drysdale, Flavian Pratt, who's not been the Flavian Pratt that we have come to love running at Keeneland. He's only three for his first 22, which, you know, for a lot of riders is okay, but for Flavian Pratt, you expect a little bit more. Uh, heavy favorite, a lot of horses in this field going a mile and a half. Now, sometimes speed favors these races. Not a, a real speed horse in this race unless you look to the outside. That's the 12 microphone who showed some speed in that April 27th race. But outside of that, a, a somewhat paceless race. I wanted so badly to look for a horse that could beat the inside runner um, 911 Turbo. I couldn't come up with anybody. I, I couldn't even come close. Uh, his speed figures are more dynamic than everybody. He's got experience at the track. He's run these marathon-type races. Hasn't got a mile and a half, but I just don't see if he runs to form, anybody that can keep up with him, whether it's he's going early or whether he's flying down the stretch late. Um, I tried to look to the outside horse who I mentioned, Microphone. He's run some good races, certainly has room to improve, but I'm not sure his best beats this horse. Uh, could you find anybody? Yeah, I did. I, I went with the six public uh, foreign relations, nine to two on the morning line. Uh, Connor Murphy, Tyler Gaffleone ran a pretty good buyer speed figure in the United Nations um, in July at Monmouth. Ran in the Turf Cup, a grade two event with John Velasquez aboard, was 13 to one that day, Kentucky Downs. You know, he's got experience at the distance, three races in a mile and a half, one victory, only one race at Keeneland, finish off the board. Got this kind of good race, okay race kind of thing going. When you look at his last four races, 92, then an 86, then a 95, fired back out an 80. Um, I think he I think he can – you know, I'm never going to bet a horse 6-5 to five on the morning line doing something he's never done before, and that's what the one is never – Never won at a mile and a half. Could he? Sure. I mean, I'm not telling you that he can. And everything that you said in terms of the buyer speed figures, you know, are are consistently better than everybody else in the field. Are they drastically better? Like foreign relations. Do I think he has a race in, you know, he's a gelding, a five-year-old gelding in him um, that could be competitive with the one? Yeah, nine to two, I'll take that gamble and I'll bet against a, a six to five horse doing something he's never done before. Yeah, it's a good field. I think it's also a good opportunity if you like these two horses or the six to use that entire field underneath and try and get one of the really long shots, whether it's out of deductions, uh, OP firecracker at a high 30 to one price and really hit a nice triple for 50 cents. Yeah, uh, you know, I, I think I, I think there's a shot. I think you need to get the one on because I, I think he'll be less than the six to five on the morning line. Um, you know, but there, there are not a lot of horses in this race that have been, you know, in the 90s uh, when you're looking at the buyer speed figures. And the, so, therefore, you know, I'd look at Kit Mischief for Jonathan Thomas with Florent Giroux at 15 to 1 on the morning line, just as someone that, you know, could run underneath. Um, I'd also look at the horse that you mentioned, 6 to 1. I'd look at Microphone, the Irish bred, uh, with Morales aboard for Ethan West uh, to be able to run underneath as well, coming off the layoff. Um, you know, just one race at the distance, 0 for 1 at Keeneland. Um, doesn't have a ton of experience a mile and a half, but you're a little bit of a projection there. Would never bet him at 6 to 1. I really like my horse, though. I, I think he's going to win the race. I think um, I think the one's going to get over bet. Love the way he's working. Back-to-back -back bullets at, uh, you know, one of them being at Turfway Park. Love the work October 7th. 
five furlongs and a minute flat, best out of five. Um, so I'm all over the six foreign relations at nine to two on the morning line. Plus gets a tremendous jockey upgrade in Tyler Gaffleone uh, in the seventh race Saturday at Keeneland. Race eight, Keeneland, six and a half furlongs on the dirt. Musa, a competitive field, a good field, um, no glaring favorite. The morning line favorite, seven to two on the morning line. That's a 10 horse, a seed. Irad Ortiz, Chad Brown, a horse that's certainly underachieved based on what you expect from a Chad Brown horse uh, going back to after a solid performance in the eight bells earlier this year. But since then, has done nothing. Uh, they tried the turf, did nothing. Um, so a little bit of a mystery here. This was a hard race for me to find a winner I was very confident in. I'll tell you, I really wanted to make a case for the 11 horse, the outside horse. Coming off almost a year layoff, or, you know, over a year layoff just about now. Um, those performances last year uh, running at Keeneland and Saratoga were okay. They weren't breathtaking, and the works don't indicate this horse is, is going to be a monster. And certainly the morning line at 8-1 to one doesn't do that either. I do like trying Lasix for the first time. Uh, obviously, you have to look at every Wesley Ward horse he puts out in a sprint. You know, the horse that I landed on... Mildly, it's I, I kind of like this two horse pumpkin scone nine to two on the morning line. Uh, I think the only plan here for this horse is to go to the lead. Uh, buyer speed figures are faster than most of the horses in this field. Uh, the rider, you know, not great, not not a great indication, but did win with this horse last out. Brad Cox, obviously, you have to take a look at. You know, they paid a fortune for this horse over a million dollars. It's into mischief, uh, Philly pumpkin scone. Uh, 1.2 million uh, come out last comes out, shows some speed in the first couple of races, uh, eventually pulls up, doesn't win last race, 70,000 at Ellis park pulls away, wins by seven furlongs in a 10 horse field. You know, I think the inside draw, this horse is going to have to go to the lead. I'm not sure anybody can catch this horse. The outside horse is the ha- horse that I'm a little worried about. Um, pumpkins going nine to two in the morning line. My top pick. Yeah. You and I are on the same horse uh, went up and down, you know, the race and, and took a look at all 11, uh, and just you mentioned it, they spent 1.2 million on this horse, on this filly out of into mischief. You know, it's not done really all that much, but it's Cox Corrales rides for a second straight race. The workouts have been fine. Um, you know, the the workouts at Ellis Island, uh, at Ellis Park. Um, you know, the October 1st workout a little bit better than the October 8th workout, but still. Um, just to, from the, the amount of horses that were on the track that day, same time, five furlongs in a minute one, like the going from six and a half to seven to six, now back out to six and a half furlongs. And, and I agree with you breaking from the inside. Um, I think Corrales is going to go. Um, and you know, you look at the other horses in the race. Do I think that there's other speed in the race? Yeah, potentially. I don't know if they're necessarily as fast has been well bet in each and every race odds on choice pretty much each and every time. Uh, so there's intention going to the going postward on Saturday. So you and I both landed on, on the same horse, the two pumpkin scone affiliate of into mischief at nine to two on the morning line. The other horse I like in this race that I'm going to use underneath is the eight little blaze. Uh, throughout the last race on the turf has been pretty consistent on the dirt. Hasn't come close to replicating that July, that June 11th performance at Churchill, uh, winning in, uh, winning the break in the maiden, winning by seven furlongs, Rafael Bayerano in an 11 horse field. But I think if you look at what this horse does do, it's consistently hit the board. Uh, five out of seven times on the board, four times sitting in that second place. So a little bit of second-itis, as I like to call it. Eight to one on the morning line, I think you can get a nice price underneath. So if you hit that exact at nine to two over eight to one, that's a nice little exact move. 
I'm interested to see what the 11 rarify is when the gates open up eight to one on the morning line. And I think that's a horse. Well, I think you'll, you'll let the board show the way Rosario hop on a board back aboard. It's been almost a year since uh, we've seen this daughter of justify run, but it's ward uh, Lasix Rosario hops back on a board. If, if the 11 is getting bet, and say is like nine to two, four to one, something like that. I think there's a reason why the eleven is being bet. So that's one thing where the odds board would probably leave me. If if the eleven is dead on the board, eight or nine to one, then I might take a pass. But that's one I would take a look at. I don't really like to see it at all. The ten, seven to two. I think, you know, I think it's interesting. I ride Ortiz aboard. Obviously, you know, is is run in, in grade ones and grade twos, but just has not run particularly fast and has not run particularly well. Now maybe this race is one that that hits her right between the eyes. Maybe it does. I'm not so sure. But I don't think I'm willing to take seven to two on a seed. But rarify is one I'd be interested in to see where the odds board is. Race nine will which will be the top of the stretch for us, which is the Queen Elizabeth Cup. Queen Elizabeth, great race mile and an eighth on the turf moose. Um Really good field here. A lot of Euros, a lot of horses that I could think that you would like. Uh, Elusive Princess, really good horse. I, I really had a tough time uh, just pronouncing the four. You know, Maj there? Maj? Maj. That's what I was. That's what I was going with. Uh, Lindy's the six horse coming out uh, of a really solid race at Kentucky Down. Sounds of Heaven. Uh, Alonda Keen. Heavenly Sunday, who I liked uh, earlier this year, going off at a big price, 30 to 1. And obviously a horse that I've played uh, in the past many times and have touted on this podcast, that's the 12, Papilio, uh, tw- 10 to 1 on the morning line moves. And i got to be honest, I had a really hard time getting past the two elusive princess who was absolutely dynamic in this and uh, Saratoga Oaks Invitational. Flavian Pratt made a nice middle move, pulled away, uh, beating a lot of horses, beating horses in this field. Papilio, who uh, is a horse I like and I'll use underneath, but elusive princess, 3 to 1 on the morning line, super talented filly at three years of age. Uh, wins, you know, at a 50% rate, uh, has hit at this distance, you know, it has been great this year. I think we're looking at a really good horse. The two elusive princess, three to one in the morning line, my top pick. Yeah, I landed on the four, Mosh. Um, I, I, I think the race goes to through our two top two picks. I'd be surprised if anybody else other than the two or the four land on the race. But I think Mosh is just a little bit better. Um, you know, ran in the 1,000 guineas, ran well. Uh, Murphy comes stateside to ride. Um, I think there's a reason behind that. Um, Godolphin, you look at the time form rating of 117. You want to convert that kind of roughly to a buyer speed figure. It's probably about a 107, 106, something of that nature. That's the way I look at it. Maybe take 10 or 11 points off of it just to see the overall class and caliber of whether it be a Philly or whether it be a cold when they come over from Europe and run in the States. Um, has run well fresh, has done that time and time again. Um, they've thought really well of this horse. Um, you know, Sire was out of Dane Hill. Uh, Dam was out of New Approach, uh, out of Modern Ideals. There's nothing not to like about this horse. I Every bit of two to one on the morning line, I side with the Godolphin horse with Murphy. Comes here, I hope to get two to one um, in race nine to, on Saturday at, at Keeneland. I think we will. Uh, I think there'll be a lot of love for your pick, the two as well. But I think the race goes through those two. Do you put anything into the concept that Elusive Princess has been here stateside, has run on an American track at Saratoga, and Marge has been uh, across the seas and, and hasn't been here, has run, obviously, oh, nominally? Yeah. 
Oh, yeah. I mean, yeah, a little bit. I don't think there's any use to the conditions. Yeah, I, I think you can. I think you can look at that and say, yeah, that's that's a positive. I, listen, I don't. I don't think Elusive Princess is that far off. I don't. Um, I just think Mosh is just a, a little bit on a, a different level. A uh, different level. I think if you ri- watch that Thousand Guineas, um, you'll see why. I think there's a lot to like. Um, and I thought, I thought she showed that she was extremely game down the stretch over a new market in Great Britain. But yeah, there's something to that. I mean, I, you know, I, I, I like. I mean, I, I think there's an argument to be made um, for the Seven Sounds of Heaven uh, out of Jessica Harrington Foley riding. Uh, coming stateside, ran an Ascot, ran well in the Coronation Stakes. Um, you know, ran a Group One at Deauville, last out. Um, you know, it's not been well backed at the windows over in Europe, but I think there's something to be said for Sounds of Heaven. You go back to two time form ratings ago at Ascot in June. Uh, she fired out a 108, a daughter of Kingman. Uh, could she improve on Saturday? For sure. Um, I don't think there's any doubt about it. I think the eight, uh, Yolanda Queen, is a little bit of a cut below. Um, especially the top two and even the third pick that I just mentioned. But I think I think this race really goes through the Euros, as I can mention. I can't see Lindy winning the race. I don't think she's good enough. Uh, but I think it's either Mauge or I think it's either Elusive Princess that come out victorious in the Queen Elizabeth. I am going to use the horse that I mentioned earlier, Papilio, underneath 10 to 1 on the morning line. If you look up and down uh, you know, the racing history since coming here, uh, one win hits the board just about every time, and the only race she didn't. Hit the board was the Edgewood, finished fourth by a length, uh, ran well that race. Heavenly Sunday put up, you know, slower fractions. But, you know, I just think Papilio, good horse, good filly, runs well every race, a cut below these Euros. But I think could be a, a presence at a price uh, hitting the board, you know, maybe placing or, or more likely finishing in that third slot. So certainly can use that horse. But should be a good race. I'm looking forward to seeing how it plays out, Moose. And we go to the finale on Saturday, the 10th race, mile the 16th. An optional claiming event on the dirt. Uh, first mission coming back here after a, a really uh, solid start uh, to his career. Uh, two wins, including a win in a grade three Lexington, beating Arabian Lion. Uh, there is, you know, it is a pretty large field here to close out the day at uh, Keeneland. You know, creative minister gets a look for me. How about command performance still running after looking like a potential uh, Kentucky Derby contender in 2022? Big price here. Uh, could you find another horse that you like in this no. race? No, I could not. Could you? I mean, tell me, tell me, what, like. what's that? Tell me somebody else that you like other than First Mission. I mean, yeah, I, like, I like the eight, Sakil. Uh, I, I just I think an improving horse, uh, getting better at the age of five. If you look two back, finished just behind Film Star, who ran really well last week or two weeks ago uh, at that uh, BAQ. Um, Film Star is a good horse, finished just behind that horse, wins out, next out. Um, you know, if you look at the form just this year, you know, in eight races, three wins, hits the board a lot, uh, has gotten better with age. Um, I think this horse will put up a fight. I'm not saying that, you know, at 10 to 1, this is your likeliest winner. I'm saying at 10 to 1, I will take Sakila 10 to 1, who's getting better, has run well over a rested horse, you know, drawing the inside on first mission, who's only run three races. That's that's my argument. Yeah, no, that's fair. I mean, I, I get it, and you know, I guess my confidence would be: listen, I I don't, I'm not gonna go out there on this podcast and tell you that. I mean, def- you you know, you definitely have to, um, um, 
you definitely have to uh, bet the one-to-one shot first mission. Um, and I think probably be a little bit less. I guess the confidence level is I have Brad Cox, I have Luis Saez, uh, shown class before, shown to be a little bit faster than everybody else in this race. Um, think coming back and, and with a purpose. Uh, that's why. I, that's why I would take first mission in the race. Um, and they had, they had high hopes for this horse not all that long ago in the spring. You know, last February and March. You know, they were looking at first mission as potentially being a Kentucky Derby horse. Obviously, uh, that plan changed. Injury now back. Uh, coming back here at Keeneland. Um, every bit of one-to-one, and I would not be all that surprised if First Mission puts together a, a really impressive performance in the last race at Keeneland on Saturday. Yeah, I mean, my concern is, as you mentioned, coming off the injury. Um, they certainly may just want to be giving this horse a race, letting him get back out there and get the feel. Yeah, of true. Draws the rail. That scares me a little bit. Uh, he certainly gets the A rider with Luis Saez. Uh, horses run well at Keeneland. Makes a lot of sense. The works haven't been overwhelmingly impressive. So I'm going to take a horse at a price who has been running well and is conditioned and, and is ready to go. So that's that's kind of my argument here. I get Not it. I, to discard first mission, but to kill 10 to 1 is my top pick. I got gotcha. you, and that's fair. I would use a dabble in the multi-race exotics with the 10 creative minister for Ken McPeak, Brian Hernandez, coming off the layoff uh, last ran in July. You know, it was, you know, only 13 starts, but, you know, one for three at Keeneland, two for four at the distance in terms of wins. Um, you know, has numbers in the past that would be competitive with, you know, either of our top two picks. So creative minister, I think every bit, I don't think it's, I think there's a lot of horses, but I think there are a lot of just horses that are in this race, uh, that don't really have a competitive chance to win the race are going to finish up the track. Uh, so I could see your Sakil pick, uh, improving. I went with first mission, the obvious pick, the one-to-one shot on top. I'll dabble with creative minister and multi-race exotics just in case first mission doesn't come back running. Based on the four races we've gone on, if I were to say you had one bet to make and I said you can place the in the, the Queen Elizabeth the 2-4 exacta box, would you feel like that's your best bet of the day? Probably, yes. Yeah, I no doubt. Not probably, yes. I think those are the two winners. I really like the four Marge. But, yes, I think either of those two horses are the winners. Um, but, yes, 2-4 exacta. I think the Euros are going to dominate that race. Moose, we are another week close to the Breeders' Cup. Looking forward to getting into that with you. Um, fall racing is great. You're sitting here with the Yankees hat on. I'm surprised at such a, a horrendous season and a horrendous start to the offseason. So, still showing that Yankee pride. Well, thank you, Mons. I appreciate it. Thanks for the pick-me-up, man. I'm looking forward to the weekend. It's nothing like when when you're living in the Northeast and they're talking about torrential rain uh, throughout the course of the day on Saturday. Like, that's the ultimate pick-me-up. And what's your sketch? Do you have to go to Rutgers? <laughs> yeah, I'm tra- Rutgers, Michigan State. Kick Are you off- traveling? No, I'm not traveling. No, they're road they're on their home so i gotta drive down to piscataway so you are traveling you're traveling from your house yeah i'll be in the yes i'll be in the driving rainstorm correct it's a typical moose saturday but i'm glad you're laughing down in sunny florida i'm glad you're enjoying it as you'll be eating like uh you know uh, you'll be going over to epcot of uh you know japan and eating uh some nice sushi well actually tomorrow we'll be going to raglan road at uh disney springs for a little irish food so i'm excited Enjoy that, Mons. I love you. You know that. Guys, like and subscribe. But Marge is winning. Uh, I, I don't want to be, you know, I, I don't want to put a guarantee on it, but Marge is winning that Queen Elizabeth. <laughs> Listen, subscribe to the podcast, Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers, wherever you guys get. 
your podcast for Moose. This is Monzo. We'll talk to you guys next week. Betting the Ponies, Bet Rivers Network. Thanks for listening to Betting the Ponies on the Bet Rivers Network.